0: Welcome to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. Here is your host, Bill Faith. Hey, Short-Term Rental Pros, this is Bill Faith. I want to tell you about a secret weapon that I've been using for quite some time to build my email list. There's nothing that does it faster and also helps us relieve the dependence on the OTAs, the Airbnb and VRBO, then StayFi. If you've never heard of StayFi, it's just it's a platform that connects to your router to where when guests check in, not just the booking guests, but every guest, they log into it to access your Wi-Fi. Just like when you stay at a hotel or you'd walk into a coffee shop. It's super simple. There's no friction. But most importantly, this allows you to grow your email list by your occupancy rate and not just by the booker. So you can do it four times faster, six times faster, or in my case, 10 to 15 times faster. There is a reason that I do 41% direct bookings. It's because I use a platform like StayFi to build my email list so fast, and then I have my 200-day funnel to go in and actually bring them back to stay with me again and again. Impressive, right? So here's the bonus. No contracts needed. All you need to do is use my name, the code Bill, B-I-L-L, for an exclusive 50% off your first three months with StayFi. And this is not just about attracting new guests. It's about transforming one-time visitors into lifelong ambassadors and return guests. So check it out, StayFi. It's my secret weapon, and I want it to be yours as well. Look, to lock in your StayFi discount and start cultivating your engaged guest list, go to stayfi.com bill. That's stayfi.com bill. Yep, that's my name. And watch your booking soar. Hey there. Welcome back to STR Unfiltered. I'm Bill Faith, your host. I'm excited to have you here. We're talking about all things real estate, short-term rentals, personal development, and business. And I have a very, very special guest for you today. Uh, She's going to be a keynote speaker at the upcoming 2024 STR Wealth Conference in Nashville, Tennessee, February 5th through the 8th. A very new Friend of mine that I admire tremendously, and I'm excited to have her on the podcast today. So I'm going to stop talking and bring her up here. She is amazing, Angie. Wisdom. How are you today?
1: I'm fantastic, Bill. How are you?
0: I am awesome. Any time that I can have somebody with your name on my podcast, just wisdom, <laughs> uh, it makes me smile. So mm. do me a favor because. I'm not really good at intros. I talk a lot and I can gab all day long, but tell the people who Angie Wisdom is.
1: Ooh, okay. You want the short or the long version here?
0: I mean, (laughs) your call. This is your podcast today. It's your stage.
1: Yeah. So I am a master certified coach. I am obsessed with helping people tap into their true, full potential and achieve things that they've never achieved before. So that is what I do every single day incorporated with, uh, you know, speaking and um, leading as well. But, you know, I I came from the financial industry. I started out as a financial advisor, and I thought that's how I liked to help people. I was like, oh, I'll help manage their money. I'll help them build wealth. You know, what, what more could you do for people besides really help them build wealth? That would be so life-changing. And I started out in that, and I realized that I didn't love that as much as I thought I would, but I really loved impacting people's lives and I loved growing those relationships. So I started moving over into management and coaching. And the more people that I started to help build their business, I realized that they didn't see all their potential. I realized that they were so underperforming what they could. And I started to see the obstacles that got in the way. And that's what really led me into this full-time coaching practice now, you know for over 20 years that has you know brought me so much joy to really see people achieve things that they didn't think was possible and you know live the life that they truly love
0: it's amazing that those words came out of your mouth because i did your podcast a couple of months ago and yeah. i was there to talk about real estate and i don't even know right. that we talked about real estate investing it was really about like my life plan and super life and stuff like that, yes. and that connection I think people that have W-2s, you know, even if they're like super high income earners may not completely understand you use the word that you're obsessed with helping people. I'm obsessed with helping Mm -hmm. people and it's different. I think there's a different mentality in high achiever, like employees and W-2s in some cases, and then the over obsessed entrepreneur. And one of the things that I love and what we connected about is sometimes we leave things behind. We don't see things. We get this innate tunnel vision. We're so focused on the outcome we're trying to achieve, whether it's scaling a SaaS company or building a real estate portfolio or whatever, that we forget about the why we're doing this. Mm -hmm. So we hear a lot of people focus on why, Angie. What's the why before the why?
1: Yeah, you know, the why before the why, I think, comes from, like, what are you trying to put into your life? You know, it's almost an internal why. And the way I grew up, I grew up in a volatile household. I grew up with an alcoholic mother, separated parents, was very independent at a young age. And I just knew that I was not going to live a life like that. So that kind of became my fire, my why to be like, I will not continue the family legacy like this. You know, I was going to break the circle,
0: the the circle, right? Absolutely.
1: Yes, absolutely. So it was like that became really my why. And then when you start to tap into what brings you joy and what really fills you up and you understand what you've lived through, you start to develop the why of like, what are your gifts? What do you have to offer that are going to make a difference in the world? And then that became kind of that secondary why of going, I see things in people. I know what they're capable of. I see what gets in their way and I can help them get over it. And create this life that was my original why, right? Like my primary why was to have a different life. And the secondary why was, I'm gifted at this and I can help people change to have their best life. And that's what inspires me every single day. I I get so excited to meet somebody. And especially in your field, you know, there's so many people out there that are like, I want this time freedom, this passive income, this financial freedom. They want all those things, but it comes with a certain level of mindset requirement and attention and consistency to building that. So it's almost like that elusive dream sometimes, this passive income and freedom lifestyle, but you really can't have it as long as you tap into that potential and show up for it every day.
0: It's hard to see the things that we're missing in our own kind of dynamic, right? From, from self-reflection. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite books is Unfuck Yourself. Um, because mm-hmm. I think we all get stuck and that's what I love about you and what I love about great coaches whether it's in athletics, business, personal development it's all, it's not necessarily the system it's the lens that we see through and then helping that individual see through a different lens you know to open up those trees to see the light through the forest is really what great coaches do right
2: yeah and
0: that's really unstucking people getting people mm-hmm. unstuck starts here then you got to pull them out of the mud you know and then they can go 55 to 75 to 100 miles an hour
1: right yeah so, it's so true it's i was gonna say like you said that lens It's it's kind of like we have years of childhood and early you know adult years that we see things through a lens of our past life and it's usually a little cloudy it's usually not the lens that is going to serve us So like you said, like you don't see all those things and being able to see it from a different perspective and change those stories, change those experiences to serve you is really where things start to change.
0: I I agree a thousand percent. It's interesting. I didn't know about your, your childhood. There's always, Mm. it seems like there's a lot of those commonalities in people like us. I I grew up with a a divorced family. My mom got remarried twice, had bad relationships she wasn't an alcoholic, but she dated guys that were abusive and were alcoholics. And I grew up that way. And and I never really consciously thought that I didn't want to be in that position. But I think there was a whole subconscious that was buried inside of me that I didn't want to live mm-hmm. my life that way. And I didn't want my kids to. It's amazing to me. And I, I just love getting the stories of people, right? When we do these things and talk to me about the, you, you have a keynote that you do. And I don't know if you're going to do this at yeah. a wealth conference or not, but it's called the non-negotiable you. I want yeah. to really give you a few minutes to unpack and explain what that means. I know a little bit about it. I've done some research on it. I'm highly interested in it. I love the title of it. Um, just tell us what the non-negotiable you is.
1: What it boils down to is what I said earlier to you about like people wanting things, right? Like it's easy to want things, this financial freedom, this passive income, this time freedom, maybe even a six pack, right? This great body. We want things all the time, but it's not until we become non-negotiable about them that we really commit and we take the action to make them happen. And, And I was living that same way, you know, years ago, back in like 1998, I was like wanting things. I was showing up. I was doing well. You know, I was only like 23, I think. And had my first house in SoCal and checking all the boxes. But I was like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And, you know, I was crossing days off the calendar like I was serving a prison sentence. And that kind of opened my mind up to go, what do I really want in my life? Like, this is not it. And I started to kind of plan that out. And I know you can relate to this because you are kind of that architect of your life, you know, mentality. And we've talked about this. Like, what do you want in it? And when I decided what I want in my life, I became non-negotiable about my dreams. I became non-negotiable about the success that I wanted, about the life that I wanted to live. But what I realized is that you can be non-negotiable about it, but how do you back it up? How do you show up every day to keep that non-negotiable commitment? And it's a process that I developed to say, here's the core components that I need to show up with every single day to be non-negotiable about my dreams, about my life, about my success. And I've put that into a daily practice. It's what I give all of my clients. And it's really life-altering because when you show up as the non-negotiable you, you don't worry about what other people think. You stay committed to what you want. You reflect, you grow every single day. You have self-awareness, all these powerful things that the successful people have that create the success in life that they want.
0: So I'm 30. 35. I'm going to, I want to retire at 40 or 45. But you know what, Angie? I just don't have time. I work 50 mm-hmm. hours a week. I got two kids. Where do I start? You know, that's what you and I hear that all the time. I want right. financial yep. freedom by the time I'm 40. But look, yeah. I'm in that rat race. I live in downtown LA or I live in Reseda. Like, and I got, I work in Orange County. So I got two hour commute each day. It's just excuse after excuse after excuse. Yep. Right. So how do you break that down for somebody? How do you break that wall to where they can see that they're the ones that are holding themselves back.
1: Yeah. You know, when I hear that, the first thing that jumps into my mind is like, okay, we have a lack of honesty in this relationship, right? There's a victim mentality in there. And this is not, not to shame anybody, but you have to have that self-awareness that says, well, I'm a victim of these excuses and I'm not being truthful about my situation or committed to what I want. And, And that's a lot right there. And so the very first place you have to start is having a relationship with yourself. And it's why I tell people every single day, you have to spend time with yourself. I do it in my morning mindset journal. You have to build this relationship with yourself that you are going to be honest with yourself, that you're going to commit to things, that you're going to figure out why you didn't get them done if you didn't. But you are going to grow with yourself. So all of a sudden, when you have this relationship, you're not in this place of dishonesty anymore you're not allowing these excuses to navigate you. You have a different mindset. So first and foremost, we've got to build a relationship with yourself. And if you can't commit to yourself for 15 minutes, I'm going to be brutally honest here. Like that's a weakness. I mean, like we've got to fix that before anything else because trying to shortcut it and go to some like special time management or, or sales course or anything like that. Is all irrelevant if you cannot commit to 15 minutes with yourself every day to learn who you are and build that relationship.
0: I love that. And we, even ultra high achievers fall back into that mindset. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I, I remember my, I turned 50 on May 11th of this year. And on May, I think it was sixth or seventh, it was, no, it was the eighth, like two days after my youngest daughter's birthday. And I went to my doctor who I've had a 15 year relationship with. We're actually good friends outside of the practice. And he got my blood work back and he said, dude, you are 306 fucking pounds and you are pre-diabetic. And I'm like, man, I said, Pete, I've tried. I used to run 40 miles a week. And, you know, I can't, I got shin splints, I got knee problems. I can't even run. He's, I went through your chart, you dumbass. And, you know, in 2019, when you're running 35 to 40 miles a week, you were, t- you weighed between 205 to 215 pounds the three times you came to see me that year. He's also, you're just making a fucking excuse. Figure yeah. something out to get yourself he- healthier. Quit drinking so much wine. Quit sh- shoving burgers into your mouth, right? And I needed that wake up call. And it came from my mm-hmm. doctor, not from a self-help coach, not from a personal development coach. And today I'm 63 pounds lighter than I was on May 11th when I turned 50. And it was that commitment and it was re architecting the way that I thought about myself to quit making those excuses. Even though I'm a high achiever in other components of my life, we still can be unsuccessful in other components of our life, right?
1: Sure, Sure. And
0: as you and I talked about, I had to re architect my daily routine to where it wasn't get up in the morning. And go get something to eat, eggs, sausage, bacon, whatever it was. It was get up in the morning, slam an ice cold glass of water, and get my fat ass in that gym that's right on the other side of that wall. Yeah. So I use a term that, you know, I don't have time is the dog ate my homework when we were kids, right? That's the adult version. Yeah. So I think what you said to me, and I've never really heard anybody phrase it the way that you did, and I love it, is that we have to be honest with ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Because we lie to ourselves every single day. And many yep. times we don't know it. And the more we lie to ourselves, the more we start to believe that story.
1: Yep. You got it. And that's where the self-awareness comes in. If you have this relationship with yourself that's built on self-awareness, then you start to push out all of the things that you talk about. You start to push out the dishonesty. You start to push out the excuses. And people don't understand by starting this relationship, you start to alleviate all of those things without even directly targeting them. They start to clear out. And then you can really go, okay, what's at the heart of this problem? Where do I need to start taking action? But, I mean, kudos to your doctor for calling you out on it because not enough people say what they need to say to make a difference. And congratulations on the weight loss. That is absolutely amazing.
0: Thank you. It's been a challenge. And I've, done, I've yeah. had to do this twice. I was fat once before. And I got back into shape after I, I just had this disdain for working out after I quit playing professional golf and just got fat again. Mm. And then finally it took my wife one day, we had friends visiting here in Nashville and she didn't mean anything. Well, there's always some truth when you say something, she said, I'm kind of tired of being married to the fat guy. And my wife's a Mm. a, a fitness coach and and all that type of stuff. And I didn't say anything for, it hurt. There's no question. But the next day I started riding my bike. And then I got to a point to where I could run. And that's the thing where i look at the excuses. I believe we need to grade ourselves every day on our commitment to mm-hmm. ourselves, on our mm-hmm. leadership for ourselves first. Because if we can't lead ourselves, we're not going to be as strong of a leader for our team, our business partners, you know, the, the, the part of life that doesn't live internally. And yeah. we, we have to do it for ourselves. I didn't end up doing that for my wife. I did it for me because I was embarrassed. You know, Mm -hmm. I did this because of the health that the pre-diabetes thing kind of scared me. I had a friend who was diabetic and way, way more overweight than I was during COVID that died of COVID. He didn't die of COVID. He died because he was 250 pounds overweight. But I think that for me, it goes back to, I need that self-accountability every single day. And I'm going to show, you know, the people at home something here. I'm not going to show you this whole thing, but right over here. I See, I'm grading myself in leadership, in my own discipline, my own productivity, my own management every single day. That's Tuesday. And this is my success planner that I built for myself that I need. It's not for sale. I'm not, you know, there's no cost plus shipping type of deal here. I, if I don't, I found if I don't use something like this every day to hold myself accountable, I slip. Mm -hmm. And I kind of made a pact with myself that I'm not going to go more than two days without working out. And I'm not going to eat unhealthy two meals in a row, right? And so it's it's very simple things like this because we a lot of us make it too complex, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm
0: interested to see how that mentality plays into what you do with your students.
1: Oh, it's spot on. I mean, what you're talking about is accountability, and you're talking more about self-awareness and reflection. You know, my morning mindset journal asks some of those similar questions, right? At the end of the day, when you reflect and you go. Did I accomplish my intentions? You committed to something that was in alignment with what you're non-negotiable about. Did you accomplish it? If you didn't, it's not about shame. It's not about judgment. It's about awareness so that you can change and do something different, right? So you have to have that kind of self-coaching ability to hold yourself accountable and you ask yourself, you know, what got in the way? What did you learn? What brought you joy? Like asking yourself these questions is very similar to what you're doing there. You're you're kind of rating yourself, but same thing. What can we look at in order to get intel and decide how we can grow tomorrow? That's a huge part of the relationship with yourself. And if you think about it, the way you show up for your wife, right? And your kids, you show up at a certain level. You commit, you stay accountable. To the commitments you give to them, and oftentimes people don't do that with themselves. They We let sacrifice themselves ourselves live. first, right? Yeah.
0: Even in business, and, and, we'll pay our employees, we'll pay our vendors before we pay ourselves. Yeah, and, and that to has give, to give shift. me the clip notes version of what that morning, you know, mindset journal looks like. What? When do you mm-hmm. execute that? Give us some examples of what you're putting into it, and I assume that's inside your book, the Non-Negotiable You.
1: It does. It lays it out in there. Yeah, you can download, you know, the the journal prompts for free a PDF worksheet. But basically it takes you through, it, it does a couple of things. It gets you in the driver's seat of your day. First of all, it prioritizes yourself because you do it before you do anything else. It shifts your mindset and it allows you to create the life of what you want. What it looks like is a couple simple questions. How do you feel? That's self-awareness. What are you going to do about it? That's empowerment. Your intentions, that's your commitment to what you're creating. Your affirmations is building your confidence. Your prayer is asking for what you want. Your gratitude is shifting your mindset. Your visualization is seeing your future. That's all the questions you're answering in the morning. And at the end of the day, you're gonna reflect and ask yourself five more questions. Did I accomplish my intentions? Did my values show up? Where did I win? What brought me joy? What got in the way? What did I learn? You're talking about 15 minutes out of your day To have the best relationship with yourself. And I often say to people, you know, they talk about relationship goals when they see a couple. I'm like, how about relationship goals with yourself? That's more important than any other relationship goals out there. That's a hard thing for
0: people to digest, I think, and they don't understand that. I mean, it's Tuesday, but I'm still going to give you an amen, Angie. And most (laughs) importantly, I want to show you guys here. This is the Uh non-negotiable you. It's available on Amazon. Uh, you can get it in paperback. You can get it in hardcover. Um, I've got a copy of this. I am about 75, 80% through reading this because I want to get it done before I get to meet Angie in person at the SCR Wealth Conference this February. Go to Amazon, check out this book. It's probably in my top five or six right mm. now. I love it. Angie, thank you for writing it. It's amazing. And you know what? I've never written a book. And I'm working on it right now and it's the Super Life book and so I'm going to compare it to yours when it comes out and then I'm going to do I want to do a book signing with Angie and Bill together. How does that sound?
1: Oh, I love it. Let's do it. We're we're setting that intention right now. It's going to happen. I love to say things are going to happen and then, you know, make it happen and celebrate it. So good. Can you I I want to add something. I do. I do. I believe in manifestation from the standpoint of you can't just think about it and manifest it. You have to have action to back it. But I believe in the science of manifestation as far as when you start manifesting it, you activate that reticular activating system in your brain. So you start taking action that aligns with that. So some people think it's really woo woo and No, you just think about it and it happens. No, your action starts to develop that and attract it towards you. But I 100% believe in it.
0: I, I do as well. I've never really said that publicly, but, you know, kind of reading through some of these chapters in our conversation today, I, I already knew the answer before I asked, even though you haven't discussed it. Yeah. And I think people do think it's like this woo-woo, Tony Robbins type of walk on fire type of BS. And the reality is, is it's much easier to get more intentional when you manifest. I look at everything, like even in architecting my life and my life yeah. plan, when I set goals that are measurable to where I can keep score... That really helps me distill those decisions down to those daily decisions, right? And if I don't Mm -hmm. manifest, it, it's just something written on a piece of paper or in a book or whatever. I think about those things. You used the word earlier. I I mentioned it. Obsessed. I obsess with what I want to manifest into as a husband, as a father, as a business owner for my retirement, my financial freedom. And I think a lot of people give that word some negative connotation and there really is no negative connotation to it.
1: Mm -mm. No, not at all. And If you don't mind, I wanted to go back to something that you said earlier, I think is so important for people. You talked about like, you know, the excuses and, oh, my knees or, you know, you had to get to the gym and make this decision. What you're talking about there, and I think what people need to understand is that you kind of have to like F your feelings and choose your values. And oftentimes people are always feeling driven. I didn't feel like getting up. I didn't feel like working out. I didn't feel like making the calls. It doesn't matter. Your feelings are fleeting. They change based upon the environment, the weather, the person next to you and everything else. They are not an anchor for you. And you have to understand what your values are, right? Your values were, you know, being healthy. Your values are accomplishment. Whatever they are, if you looked at those instead of your feelings, then you're going to make decisions that align with what you want.
0: It's amazing that Many times when you don't want to go in the gym or you don't want to go on a run and you go do it, you crush it when you don't, when you don't want to tackle a project or whatever. And I kind of think back to my, my golf days, man, there were days I woke up and I just didn't want to go play in a tournament or whatever it was. And, but then I, I, Mel Robbins, five, four, three, two, one blast off, get your feet out of bed immediately, you know, hit the ground running. And then all of a sudden adrenaline, you know, the, the Mm -hmm. dopamine, the endorphins, whatever, something happens. And then it's like, you have more clarity, like almost when you're trying to perform, when you're a little bit under the weather or sick, right. It's Mm -hmm. at least for me, I seem to get more clarity and I get more drive. I'm like, fuck it. You know what? I don't want to be here. So I'm just going to annihilate this workout or annihilate whatever that task is. So I can get it done quicker, crush it, and then move on to something else that my feelings really want me to do.
1: Right, and and I have a theory. First of all, here's my biggest hack on that is when you say you don't feel like doing something, I want you to replace the action with the result. So when people say like I really feel like prospecting today, okay, I want you to say I don't feel like bringing in new clients and growing my business. Try that. Like you start to say that I don't feel like going to the gym versus I don't feel like being healthy and getting in shape. Or and I all love of a sudden your mind clicks. am ugly. Yeah. Right. At first. Yeah, yeah, try it. i i love that that. never say that
0: one more time. Walk through that again, because I think that's super important. And I've never heard anybody say this before.
1: Instead, when you come into resistance and you go, I don't feel like whatever it is, I don't feel like getting out of bed. I don't feel like going to the gym. I want you to take the result you get and replace it with the action. So if you're going to say, I don't feel like going to the gym, I want you to say, I don't feel like being healthy. And in shape and living a long life. If you're going to say, I don't feel like cold calling or making my prospecting calls, I want you to say, I don't feel like building my wealth and building my business. I love that. It's it, it All of a sudden, it'll trigger you. And it again, the feeling doesn't matter. F the feeling. Take the action that's based on your value.
0: Minute 24 you, to minute 26. That's the gold. That's the, the, the mic drop, the golden nugget right love there. It. I just wrote, took a note down, and I'm going to start saying that to myself every single time. You know what? Hey, I'd rather be doing something else as opposed to optimizing. Mean, I don't feel like optimizing my listing. Well, I don't yeah. feel like being number one on Airbnb. I don't feel like we're doing revenue management today. I don't feel like making nice. more money. That is awesome. Mm. I love it. Gave You're me goosebumps. You own it. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> so I can't fun. wait to meet you in person February uh, 5th through the 8th. For those of you that are listening, make sure you get your tickets to the SCR Wealth Conference. Angie's going to be dropping some mega bombs on the first big day. That's going to be on February 6th, along with Sean Mike, along with Hank Norman, along with myself. And then Angie's going to have an exclusive event that we have never done before. It's going to be free, but you have to be there early to be able to get in. She's going to be doing a women's only event event during the two-hour break at lunchtime on day number one. I'm excited for that, Angie. I don't even know what you're going to do yet. You know yet? You're going to keep I it do. a secret?
1: No, I'm going to keep it a secret, but I know what I'm doing. And um, I, I love it. I love that you created the space for women specifically to come be empowered because I, I am not a feminist by any means at all, but I will tell you like women need a little bit more of this kind of empowerment edge and permission to go after what they want. And I can't wait to give it to them.
0: You know, we have, I, I have the the women's power panel every year at this mm-hmm. conference. And there's some powerful fucking women in this industry. The, yeah. the goat in our industry is a female. And she's on my super team, Avery Carl. And I love her dearly. And she provides so much value for our industry. I think it, I, I've always wanted to empower women because I think, I believe it is harder for women in most cases than it is for men. And I think it's because of the way back to our, almost everything manifests our life out of our childhood, right? And my mom and my dad were divorced and my mom was a teacher. And then she bought a preschool and she became an entrepreneur and had nobody to help her. And I think mm-hmm. that's what turned me into an entrepreneur. And we were sitting at our dining table and I'm watching her do her, her PNLs and books on a ledger. And then she helped me start with my t-shirt business. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these things I think we don't understand, but does women... She didn't get the fair shake. She didn't have mentors like you or I or access to coaches. She couldn't afford, she probably didn't even know they existed. And that's something that I think is super important to me. And I look at my wife, I look at my in-laws and on the female side, I just think it's harder, you know, for women. So for those of you that are out there for nothing else, come to the conference on the first day, come see Angie, sit in her session. She is dynamic. She's a powerhouse. She's incredible. I'm excited to have you in my life now. And I can't wait to meet you in person in just under two months.
1: Yeah, thanks for all those kind words, Bill. I'm super excited to meet you in person. We connected uh, when I had you on my podcast instantly, and I knew our values aligned. So it's going to be an amazing event. I can't wait to be there and uh, light up that stage and change some lives.
0: You're going to be amazing. Folks, AngieWisdom.com. Check out her book on Amazon. It is awesome. Make sure you come to see her in February because you will kick yourself with FOMO if you don't. Thanks for joining me today, Angie. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me, Bill.
0: Happy hosting, everybody. We'll see you
2: next time. The STR Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by Market My STR, the ultimate all-in-one marketing platform for short-term rental hosts. Are you tired of juggling multiple marketing tools? Say goodbye to the hassle and make your life as a host a breeze with Market My STR. Boost your booking rates and increase your revenue in no time with our powerful features. Our platform streamlines your marketing efforts so you can focus on what you do best providing unforgettable guest experiences. Whether you're a newcomer or a seasoned host, Markham ASTR has got you covered. Stay connected with your guests using our comprehensive set of communication tools. From custom landing pages to text messages, email marketing, and social media integration, we provide all the tools you need to elevate your short-term rental business. Streamline your operations, enhance your guest experience today. Don't settle for less so we can have it all. Make the switch to Markham ASTR's all-in-one marketing platform and watch your business soar. Visit marketmystr.com today to sign up for your free trial. That's marketmystr.com. Elevate your short commercial business with Market My STR.
0: Thank you for listening to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit.